You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. What's going on, DMV? You know who it is, youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham. Here with you live and local on 106.7 The Fan and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. Ride with me for the next three and a half hours here on this Black Monday edition of Overtime. For 14 teams across the National Football League, seven in the AFC, seven in the NFC, the second season is getting ready to begin. Throw out all the regular season records, throw out all the storylines, throw out all the different power rankings. Starting on Saturday, everyone is zero and zero, and I personally cannot wait. It's the best time of the year, and really the playoffs, to me, is what makes the NFL king. They say pressure bust pipes or it makes diamonds. In the NFL playoffs, is win or go home. The true definition of any given Sunday. We're going to see upsets. We're going to see historic performances. We're going to see heartbreak. We're going to see desperation. I cannot wait. Speaking of the playoffs, though, we all know the Commanders failing to punch their postseason ticket after their loss last weekend to the Browns. Yesterday, though, gloomy day, the season finale at home. You're honoring legendary quarterback Sonny Jurgensen, and they absolutely dominated the Dallas Cowboys. 26-6 to winners. Uh, giving them an 8-8-1 eight, eight record for the 2022 season. And say what you want, Dallas didn't have much to play for. They had already punched their ticket to the big dance. Washington, in the performance that they put on yesterday, it's almost frustrating. It really is. Because where was this last week against the Cleveland Browns? When you were basically in a win-or-go-home situation, you controlled your own destiny, and they simply just didn't get the job done. Defensively, I thought they took a major step back last week. But Sunday against Dallas, we want to talk about a team that's self-aware, a side of the ball that's self-aware and understands what the hell the standard is for them. The performance that Washington had yesterday defensively, one of the best of the year. This Dallas Cowboys offense, despite the turnover issues that they've had, coming into yesterday... Since Dak Prescott's return, they are the number one scoring offense in all the National Football League. They average the most points per game. And Washington, one of their most complete games of the season. You want to talk about offense, defense, and special teams all doing their part and picking up the W yesterday. A perfect example of that. I mentioned they were honoring the legendary quarterback, Sonny Jurgensen. Thought they handled that well. For all the criticism that Jason Wright and company have got, talking about the president of the Washington Commanders, how they've handled uh, these ceremonies and special events, so to speak, at FedEx Field. I thought yesterday I was really good. The big discussion during the week uh, was whether or not Sonny Jurgensen's radio partner, Frank Herzog, was going to be invited. Uh, there were pictures yesterday. Julie Donaldson and company doing their photo op. He was in the booth uh, and was able to be a part of Sonny's big day yesterday. But to the work on the football field, the commanders absolutely dominate in the Dallas Cowboys 26-6. to Rookie quarterback Sam Howe getting his feet wet. First career start. And say what you want about the young man and how he wasn't ready 
and how playing up against the Cowboys is unfair. It's all hogwash. That kid did not blink yesterday. He is a 110% gamer. And being out there, boots on the ground at training camp, getting to see him up close and personal, I said it back in August, I'll say it again. Sam Howell, for the entirety of this season, had the best combination of arm strength and accuracy of all the three quarterbacks on this roster. It was on full display last night against the Dallas Cowboys defense who were playing their starters. Looking at this game as a tune-up, they got to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Monday night on the road. So for Dallas, going into the postseason completely flat after an uninspired performance yesterday against Washington. But from the vantage point of the commanders, man, Sam Howell showing you why before his final season at Carolina, most of these draft pundits had him going 1-1, talking about being the first overall pick of the draft. Obviously, we all know the story. He graduates a lot of weapons. Uh, He's having to use his legs more in that offense. But what we saw yesterday is really an extension of what I got to see during training camp. This young man gets it. There is this moxie about him. And it's the same moxie that that we use to describe Taylor Heineke. But I don't even think moxie is the appropriate word when you're talking about Sam Howell. There's an it factor with him. You can see it from him as a thrower and from him as a runner of the football. He's got the it factor. There are special traits from an arm talent standpoint and from a mobility standpoint that make you go, hmm, maybe, maybe, just maybe this young man deserves a crack at being this team's QB1 next year. And it was almost fulfilling for me yesterday because all week long we had to listen to folks talk about how Sam wasn't ready and how tossing him out to the Wolves against this Dallas defense was something that he wouldn't be able to, you know, handle. To hell with all of that. You saw it. We watched the same damn game yesterday for full four quarters. This young man, despite it not being perfect all the time, this young man has it. When you talk about arm strength, accuracy, touch, ball placement, getting the team in and out of the huddle, I mean, he was, it's about as good of a debut as you can ask for from a rookie fifth-round quarterback. And playing him against the Cowboys, we talked about how unfair it was. The guy didn't blink. He was prepared for the moment. He just went out and made plays. So I'm definitely encouraged uh, by what we saw from him. And really, it just makes the upcoming offseason for Washington that much more intriguing. We'll continue our Washington Commanders coverage as the show rolls on. But first, let's take a look back at the weekend that was. Cheers to the freaking weekend. I'm trying to that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, let the Jameson sing. It's the best from the weekend with Linnell Willingham. Here on Overtime. Start with the gridiron, NFL Week 18. Plenty of fireworks and drama. The playoffs officially start this weekend, but for the folks in Duval County, it got started on Saturday night. The Jags knocked off the Titans, crowning them the winners of the AFC South, punching their ticket to the postseason in year one. Year one, folks, of head coach Doug Peterson's reign. Here is second-year quarterback Trevor Lawrence, a.k.a. the prince who was promised on what it feels like knowing his team's going dancing. Excited for the future, and we get another opportunity to play next week. I know that that's all that means is we get to play again next week, and there's not many teams that get to say that at this point. So um, well, I guess after tomorrow night at that point. But um, So just, just excited. These guys, you know, you know we earned it. It, it, was a, it was a tough year as far as just having to climb out of that hole we dug ourselves, and it was, it was awesome. 
Trevor Lawrence talking about what it feels like for the Jags to punch their ticket to the postseason. Look, although it wasn't sexy to start the season for this group, the way that they finished this year, they are a team that nobody wants to see uh, in the postseason. They'll get their playoff uh, season kicked off Saturday night to 8-15 kickoff on NBC. They play host to Baby Jesus. Justin Herbert and the L.A. Chargers uh, will travel to Duval. And, man, when you look at the AFC in that playoff field and who these teams are quarterbacked by, it's first-round pick after first-round pick after first-round pick. And it really just goes to show, for our folks here in Washington, it's very hard to do it without one of those apex guys, so to speak. It's very hard to do it without one of those five-star guys. And Washington moving forward. At the quarterback position, I have a lot of questions to answer, and it starts this offseason. Sam Howell, though, yesterday giving you the perfect taste uh, of what this team could potentially have uh, at the quarterback position. Here locally, despite the playoffs being out of reach, I mentioned the Commanders still with plenty to play for. Rookie fifth-round pick Sam Howell getting his first career start at home against the Dallas Cowboys, and he was exciting. 11 of 19, 169 yards, a touchdown and an interception. He also showed off his wheels running for another score. Here's head coach Ron Rivera on the performance of his young signal caller and the team's performance in the season finale. So just really proud of these young guys that that have all stepped up. What about your rookie quarterback, Sam Howell? You wanted to be able to get a good look and kind of evaluate him as you do. Now go into the offseason with question marks at that position. Where are you in the confidence of what he has and the performance that he did today? I think, Julie, you know, that's a great question, uh, that, that there, there is reason to be optimistic. You know, we can build off of that. We can grow from that. Our, our, our guys came off the field with confidence. And, and when you talk to the receiving core, you talk to Terry, you talk to Jahan and Curtis, and, 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 and they all talk about what, what it can be going forward. So that's what you're looking for. You're looking for that type of optimism because it's something we can build off of. Head coach Ron Rivera yesterday talking to the media uh, about not only his team's performance, but the performance of rookie fifth-round pick Sam Howell getting his first career start. Uber encouraging. We'll go deep uh, and do a deep dive in, into the evaluation of Sam Howell and how he performed yesterday uh, as we roll later on in the show. NFL Week 18, though, like I said, drama-filled. Lions and Packers duked it out on Sunday Night Football. The Lions heading into this game already eliminated before kickoff based on the outcome of the earlier games But that didn't stop the Lions from trying to play spoiler to their division rivals, the Green Bay Packers. The Packers simply needed to win. Win and you're in. For Aaron Rodgers and company, the Lions, though, having none of it, 20-16 to winners. And despite not making the playoffs, that team has come a long, long way under head coach Dan Campbell. Here's running back Jamal Williams postgame after setting the Lions' single-season touchdown record. Having it right now, but... I'm just grateful. I'm grateful to be able to play this game for my great-grandfather, and I'm glad that he's looking down on me. I know I'm making him proud. You said this ball's for him? Yeah, this is for him. Another thing, stop playing us, man. We we the Detroit Lions. We the Detroit Lions. Stop playing with us. I don't even watch TV, but I heard everybody already picked picked the Packers over us. Stop playing with us. That's all I got to say, man. Don't let these tears fool you. There's all dog around this mug. I'm good. How did I get... Steamed up listening to the Jamal Williams talk, man. I realized during hard knocks just how much of a star that the Detroit Lions have. When you talk about their, the Lions backfield, DeAndre Swift is the one that gets a lot of the recognition and attention. Jamal Williams, though, yesterday setting the Lions single season touchdown record. He led the National Football League uh, this year in rushing touchdowns with 17. 
17. Jamal Williams, uber impressive. Uh, the Detroit Lions, though, if you want to talk about what it looks like uh, to make progress in a rebuild and take gradual steps each and every year, the Lions are the perfect, perfect example of it. They were in control of their own playoff destiny in Week 18. They needed some other things to fall their way in order for them to punch their ticket, but they did their part winning the game on the road in hostile territory. It was the first loss for Matt LaFleur uh, in December and January since he's gotten uh, to Green Bay. So that was huge. The Packers, though, on the other hand of this thing, whew, you think the Commanders are going to have an eventful offseason. The Packers will be right up there with them. What do you do with Aaron Rodgers? Is, are you going to bring him back? Is, is he going to go through the same song and dance that we went through last year about whether or not he wants to return to the team or not? Jordan Love waiting in the wings. Uh, your rookie quarterback that you drafted uh, in 2020. I mean, he's now uh, going to be up in Expected to contribute because because for me personally, I don't know if I'm ownership of the Packers, if I'm management of the Packers, how do I justify bringing back Aaron Rodgers with this roster and we couldn't even make the postseason? This is Aaron Rodgers we're talking about, not qualifying for the postseason. So, yes, it wasn't all the fault of Aaron Rodgers, but they're in a situation based off of how the money and resources are allocated along that football team. Aaron Rodgers is eating up a ton of cap. And they've got to improve other areas on that roster in order for that football team to get back to being the perennial playoff contender uh, that we know that they are. To the ice, though. The Caps, they were back in action last night. Ovi and the boys, red hot as of late. Winners of 13 out of their last 17. After their super, super slow start to the season, they've climbed all the way up to third in the Metropolitan Division with their one nothing win last night over the Blue Jackets. And look, for the Caps, it's almost like a double win, though. Last night also marked the return of two fan favorites, Nikki Backstrom and Tom Wilson, both making their season debut. Uh, that marks the first time that Backstrom and Wilson will, will take the ice together at Cap One Arena since the first round of last year's Stanley Cup playoffs, uh, both undergoing major surgeries this offseason. Uh, Nikki Backstrom having hip resurfacing surgery and Tom Wilson having ACL reconstruction. So just a storybook return for those two guys. And look, it feels a whole lot better after a win. Late afternoon matinee business between the Capitals and the Blue Jackets. Washington fourth in the Metro. The Blue Jackets in eighth. Gustafson fires. Deflection. Score! Gustafson remains hot. That skipped off the boot. But a good job by Gustafson. Down kicks it high. Here comes the shot. You'll see the defenseman's right skate. The toe of it deflected past the surprise Merz-Leakins. Right into the net. It goes five-hole. Couldn't have scripted that any better. Gustafson on the board early here against this Columbus group. Joe Beninati and Craig Lachlan on the call for NBC Sports Washington. We'll talk caps in a little more detail later on in the show. Look, feels like something special is brewing for the boys in red to play at Cap One Arena. A uh, ton more to get to, though, here on this Monday night edition of Overtime. College football playoff national championship game getting ready to kick off in about an hour or so. We'll help you get ready for that as well. You all know how I get down, those to people show. Tap in with me all show long, one of two ways, MGM National Harbor Listener Lines, 1-800-636-1067. You can tweet at me as well, at N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P. 
We'll have a few guests swing by the show as well before we sign off. Matt Wyrick, NBC Sports Washington Caps insider, set to join us at the top of the 9 o'clock hour. We'll ask him what the heck has gotten into the boys as of late. Like I said, winners of 13 out of their last 17. They've climbed all the way up to third in the Metropolitan Division. I will ask Matty Ice more about the Caps at 9 o'clock. At 8.15, though, former Commanders tight end Logan Paulson set to join the show. We'll get his thoughts on yesterday's game, specifically the play of rookie fifth-round quarterback Sam Howe. Plus, we'll ask Logan what areas he thinks this team must improve on uh, in order to get back to the postseason. We'll talk all things Burgundy and Gold coming up next. What did we learn in the Commanders' 26-6 win over the Dallas Cowboys? I'll tell you what I learned next. This is the fan. What did I learn in yesterday's game against the Dallas Cowboys? Because normally when we do this, we had a lot more season to look ahead to, right? And this is one of those situations where Washington didn't really have too much to play for, and their counterpart, the Dallas Cowboys, you can tell by their effort that they didn't have too much to play for either. But I still was able to learn some things, and I'll start where everyone wants to start off at. It's the quarterback position. Sam Howell and what we saw from that young man yesterday. Numbers aren't gaudy. 11-19, buck 69 touchdown, an interception. 83 quarterback rating. It's nothing that jumps off the page at you. But when you watch what Sam Howell was able to do in the body of work over four quarters for him yesterday against one of the best defenses in the National Football League in the Dallas Cowboys, you have no choice but to be enamored by this young man. Now, I'm not anointing him the commander's starting quarterback for next year. I'm not saying this guy is going to be the quarterback of the future, a perennial Pro Bowl. I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is, though, he did deserve and earn an opportunity next year to come in here and at least compete for the starting quarterback job, right? Let's be honest. He is the only quarterback under contract for 2023 for the Washington Commanders. So through hell or high water, Sam Howell is going to be on this roster next year. The question is, how big of a role does he play on this Commanders football team next year? I mentioned 11 to 19, a buck 69, a touchdown, an interception. He made some wow plays yesterday. And the big talk all week long here locally and even nationally is was Sam Howell going to be ready for the moment? Rookie fifth round pick going up against the Cowboys defense. This commander's offensive line is boo-boo, to say the best, to say the least. I mean, everything really felt like it was stacked against Sam Howe yesterday. But he prevailed. He prevailed, and I'm more impressed, not by the numbers, but the way it looked. His ability to maneuver in the pocket. His ability to create plays off schedule. His ability to bounce back. He threw a terrible red zone interception. I believe it was the second quarter or the first or the end of the first quarter. He throws a horrible red zone pick. In situations like that, with a young quarterback who's trying to prove himself in last game of the season, fighting for his NFL life, basically, his ability to bounce back in a situation like that tells me all I need to know about the young man. He does not blink. And what was more telling was the comments that his teammates were making about him post-game. You heard Terry McLaurin talk to the media. You heard Curtis Samuel talk to the media. You heard Taylor Heineke during the week talk about Sam Howell. And everything that they said about this young man came to fruition. I mentioned 
his ability to maneuver within the pocket, though. That's more impressive to me because being the second and third string quarterback on a football team in the NFL, you don't get the practice reps that the starter gets. And I got to go to my first training camp this summer and see what an NFL practice looked like. It's a glorified lingerie competition. I mean, they don't, the competitive juices are there, yes, but you can't really hit the offensive line and defensive line. It's tough for them to get a look. So on the flip side of that coin, the quarterback position, it's hard for you to get a real look at them as well. You can't see how well a guy processes pressure and senses pressure and how he maneuvers around the pocket. Those are all things that you need to see live in-game reps to evaluate. And Sam Howell, after not playing in almost three, four damn months, I mean, he passed the test with flying colors, with flying colors. He looked as good yesterday as you could have asked. I mean, seriously, if you would have drawn up my ideal circumstances for Sam Howell, I mean, yesterday was it. And the crazy part about it is Scott Turner didn't even really take the leash off the young man. He was on training wheels the whole damn game. He threw the ball 19 times by far the season low in attempts for a Washington Commanders quarterback this year. But despite all that, in those 19 throws, in those 19 dropbacks, we learned so much about rookie quarterback Sam Howell. He is like the perfect blend, it's going to sound crazy, of Taylor Heineke and Carson Wentz when it comes to the arm strength of Wentz and then the escapability of Taylor Heineke. And look, I don't even know if that's a fair comparison to Taylor. Because guess what? We got to see Taylor for how many starts? Six, seven, eight starts this year? Never has he ever looked as twitched up and as quick as Sam Howell looked yesterday. So actually, let's stop with the Taylor Heineke-Sam Howell comparisons. They're not even close. They're not even in the same ballpark. The type of athlete that Sam Howell is, Taylor Heineke dreams he could be that athlete. So plenty of encouraging signs yesterday uh, from rookie quarterback Sam Howell. I mentioned his ability to use his legs. Five carries, 35 yards uh, and a touchdown, including a 10-yard scramble for a touchdown in the red zone. I mean, putting the team on his back. I mean, he provided this group with the spark that I think Ron Rivera was hoping Carson Wentz would provide this team with last week against Cleveland. But as you see Sam Howell yesterday and you understand the success, and after watching him for a quarter, it was pretty apparent, okay, this guy belongs. I'm not saying he's an NFL top 10, top 15, even top half quarterback. He damn sure belongs in this league, though. And a lot of the times when you draft a guy in the fifth round, there is that question of, whether or not he'll be able to make the smooth transition to being a pro. But for Sam, his drop to the fifth round, when we look back at it and it's all said and done, will go down as one of the most mystifying things about the 2022 draft. Everything that the scouts raved about with him in the pre-draft process, you saw it yesterday. You saw it yesterday. Whether it was the deep shot to Terry McLaurin for 52 yards, whether it was the escapability and seeing him run for a touchdown, each and every pass that Sam Howell threw yesterday hit the receiver right in the numbers. Never did they have to reach back for the football. You saw plenty of run after the catch. It was almost like Sam Howell was the best quarterback on this football team all along. So we'll continue our discussion and conversation surrounding Sam Howell as the show continues. Right now, though, I want to continue to tell you what I learned in yesterday's 26-6 win against the Dallas Cowboys. Don't go anywhere. This is Overtime. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 